Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio Success Express Business and Career Show. Today, we welcome back Glenn Burrows, who's a family history expert, a tour guide, and owner of Norfolk Tours in England. Uh, you know, when it comes to tourism, Glenn knows it because he puts together packages, customized tours for his clients. So when you go to England, you call Glenn, just go to norfolk-tours.co.uk. You call Glenn and you go or email him, say, hey, I want to go to, you know, have a, a bed and breakfast experience. And then I want to go see this castle. So it's really whatever you want to experience. So to do that, you know he's going around seeing everything, seeing the hotels, seeing the inns, seeing the restaurants you're going to. So he knows where he's taking you and can recommend it and feel safe that when you fly to England, your experience is going to be top notch. And so he's back on the show today to talk about this term called pleasure. I don't know if any of us like that word, but it's be leisure. So it's mixing business with leisure and as a form of travel. And of course, now with all of us working digitally and remotely, or not all of us, but a lot of us, uh, this is also a big deal. Uh, you may be working, going to the office maybe twice a week or once a week, and then the rest of the time you could be anywhere in the world and work. So this is a very um, new thing happening in the tourism industry, and that's what he's going to talk about. He's got an article up on blendradioandtv.com. It'll also be in the upcoming Success Express Business Magazine. And Glenn is here every fourth Saturday. So welcome back, Glenn. How are you? I'm fantastic today. Thanks. How are you lot? Oh, doing good. Doing good. Nancy says hi. You know, she's playing with her computer and um, um, I'm having to take, keep keep her away from the toilet. She can play with the computer, but don't put the toilet in the computer. I mean, no, the please. computer in the toilet. No, don't do either of those things. No, no, don't do either one. It's not going to work. But um, <laughs> but otherwise she would be here. But we both are excited about this topic. We don't like the word pleasure. I don't know who came with it up with it. I think it was a good idea, but it's just bleh, that's what it feels like. Yeah. I mean? yeah but it's, it's a not concept nice. that, you know, we travel full time. And so a lot of destinations are used to being conference and convention and then having breakout sessions for uh, during a conference. Oh, you got to do a little bit of something. And then uh, used to the families of the person in the conference and convention, maybe they'll book an extra day. Even the person there may say, hey, I want to go see this. I'm going to add another day. But that would typically be midweek. And then weekend is for the leisure travelers. Mm -hmm. Well, now I think it's it's a free-for-all, which is good for the tourism industry. I think you're going to see where the during COVID, the whole midweek conference thing tanked, really. Yes. And now, because of you know people being working remotely, um, we're seeing smaller retreats. Uh, smaller business groups themed things like you can't have your sales raw raw meetings you know in the office all the time so maybe you'll be working remotely and then having a sales meeting in a unique location to get that teamwork back um, so it's a it's a mixed bag but the tourism industry if if especially the independents look at it a different way as you say in your article and capitalize it and just makes a few tweaks everyone will be happy yeah, I mean the the opportunities there are are endless, really, because I mean what a lot of business conversations are about is 
is how to make that little bit extra out of each guest. I know it's you know it's it's not nice talking about how to grab more money out of people, but basically, if you're in business, you want to get more money out of people. But on the other side of things, as the business person using the service, you want to get more fun out of being where you are. So mm -hmm. you don't mind paying that little bit extra if you're getting that little bit extra back. And there are so many opportunities of just adding on a little bit of something extra. And even if you don't get more money out of the customer, you're getting a better rapport with your customer and you're getting repeat custom. Mm -hmm. Because if I go somewhere and I just get a mediocre service, I don't go back. Mm -hmm. I go back to somewhere that I get that little bit extra. And it doesn't matter if it costs me a couple of pounds extra. If I just get that, if I get made to feel special, then I'm likely to go back and mm -hmm. buy businesses actually thinking about what the person is there for and make it more comfortable for them. Um, then they're more likely to come back. I mean, I was saying to you earlier, I go to a lot of hotels mm -hmm. um, and very often there'll be a table for me to work at, but the only thing for me to sit on will be a stool, you know, a, one of those little four-legged things with no back, which is fine if I'm doing my hair or I'm doing my makeup or whatever. I don't wear makeup. <laughs> um, but, you know, if I'm just doing my hair, that's fine. But if I'm sitting down for an hour and I want to do my emails or I want to do whatever, that's really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I can't sit on a bed and use my laptop it's really uncomfortable so just the thought of putting a decent chair in the room would be nice mm -hmm. or to have somewhere rather than the bar that i can go and do a little bit of um computer work even it was even if it was a, a broom cupboard with a table and chair in it it would be better than trying to do my back in sitting on a stool in the bedroom or sitting on the bed so it's little I, I agree tiny things and and now that we're doing so much over zoom and all these um meeting platforms not just zoom um people have to be visual and yes we have our backgrounds and i like it because i've got the little wheelie thing the ferris wheel <laughs> yeah. looks like fun to me but if you're working digitally and remotely you don't want you 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 can't be sitting on the bed all crunched up trying yeah. to put your laptop on your knees and it's wobbling, especially if you're in a sales call, if you're in development, that's not how you want to be. No. And a lot of times you're traveling. And if you're in a great hotel or in, you know, bed and breakfast and great lodgings, and they've taken care of you and you log into that meeting online, how many people are you going to tell about just like, Hey, I just checked in here. I'm in, I'm in Norfolk and you wouldn't believe how cute the village is. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We went here. We went to a pub. Now they're already being that's marketing for the, exactly. and, now and it's I mean, the other way around. E. <laughs> like you say, I mean, if say, for instance, I was sitting in, we'll say the Swan at Lavenham, lovely hotel, um, a medieval timber framed, absolutely gorgeous hotel if I was sitting at the desk in one of the bedrooms at Lavenham and behind me, you've got this fantastic timber framed ceiling and, you know, paintings on the wall. 
that's going to take people's interest. And they'll say, well, where are you? And I'll say, well, I'm in the middle of Lavin and this is the Swan or wherever. You know, mm -hmm. if, if I'm in Catherine, you remember Catherine, one of my bed and breakfast ladies, you know, if I was in one of one of her accommodation um, rooms, it's a medieval uh, ecclesiastical building. It used to be a, a college for monks. And, you know, I'm sitting in one of her, her bedrooms and there I am in this medieval building. You know, how lovely that is and what a fantastic advert that is for the hotel or the bed and breakfast or whatever. It is. Or and, even and listen. Even if I'm just sitting and the window is behind me, I can show people the view, you know, exactly. those sorts of things. And also have good internet. And it's gotten better over the last year or two, but internet is a big deal for the business oh, yes. traveler. And I want to say, you know, we think about um, the big brand hotels. They're used to conferences and having internet. Sometimes you pay more uh, for better mm -hmm. internet according to your needs. So a lot of them are built up a little bit better in regards to having a workspace, having a business uh, center down, you know, some of them have a business yeah. center. During COVID, a lot of times you're going to want to work in your own room, especially with Zoom meetings now. And we have areas where there's networking places, there's the bar, the coffee shops and things like that. But I think the independent hotels, really from our experience and staying in inns, we're seeing a lot of the midweek travelers are people like there's a lot of traveling nurses, educators that are traveling yes. right now. Yes. Um, people are, who are uh, in sales, developing a region. Yes. And so they'll stay in a bed and breakfast, especially women will stay on their own in a bed and breakfast more than a huge hotel. Um, and, you know, those are the solo kind of travelers, not necessarily always in the group. But I was just going to say, I think when you go to those inns, like the bed and breakfast, they'll tell you, hey, you don't want to be walking down this street by yourself, or you want to be walking this one. Hey, oh, you're interested in art. And, and they'll help you with directions. They'll help you uh, if, get the most out of it. But a lot of times um, the rooms may not be set up for working. And so yeah. I think you're, or sometimes you can use the dining room, but I think we do need to look at that more as, for bed and breakfast and inns to accommodate that because those travelers are there I wanted to touch on something too, Glenn, with you being a tour guide. And you talked about this in the article about if you're doing business somewhere is to understand the lay of the land. You know, yes. I I would think I used to, you know, especially back in the print days in, you know, if I was going to develop a territory for, you know, advertisers in the magazine, I would read every tourism guide I could. I would go to that town, drive it, get lost get to know what does the housing look like? What are their attractions like? And and kind of take myself on a familiarization tour, like what media does, a fam trip. Yes, of course. But wouldn't that be something that you would do for business travelers, just so you could give them the lay of the land and say, no, you don't want to say this word. <laughs> yes, you want to say well, this, you know? Well, that's, that's always handy to know what to say and what not to say. <laughs> but it's but it's also quite good. For instance, say for instance, you were, you were, having a, a conference with some big companies around where you are and they invited you one, one of your guests invited you out for a meal you know if they took you to a to a really nice restaurant that would be really good so if if you've if you've actually got to know the area and you've you've tried out some of these other places 
or you've got some recommendations from local people, then you've got more idea about where you can take special mm -hmm. people for a, a, a you know a, a meal or something. But also, it's so much nicer if if I if I have somebody come to stay with me who knows a little bit already, it is just it just makes life a lot easier and a lot more comfortable if they already know a little bit about what what they are what they're looking at and what they're seeing and mm. the local customs so if someone has come into norfolk for instance from we'll say the middle of america never been to england before it would be really handy to have a day before the conference to get a look around and to see what is in the area and to get to know some local mm -hmm. pubs, restaurants, cafes, just to to learn a bit about where they are. And because, how to even cross the street because we look differently. Well, you look in the you're wrong on the way, different side you? of the road. Yeah, we're all yeah. on the same we're on the, on the wrong side of the road, right? But there, but there's something to that too is to go early because sometimes you know you have flight delays and if you go right to the last second oh, yeah. you could lose your meaning you know what well, i mean so i always think exactly. that buffer day is is excellent to do and a lot of times people are traveling with their partner uh you know spouse you know be a family member or a friend going hey i'm going to england let's you know i've got my company's paying me this much maybe hey let's add on a little bit here so it's a it's a more cost effective way to go and a lot of people are doing that well, and also, I mean, with with something like what what I do, I mean, if there was a conference of say a hundred people were coming coming to, well, say Birmingham, a big city, or coming to Norwich, or coming to Lincoln, or wherever, there's no no reason why fifty of them shouldn't bring their partners, and I arrange for their partners to have a day out somewhere nice. You know, that sort of thing could be offered. By mm. hotels, by bed and breakfast, by by organisers of conferences. You know, if you've got a conference coming up and you're organising a conference, there's no reason why you shouldn't suggest to the attendees that you can offer something for someone who's tagging along for the for the conference. You know, like yeah. a, a wife, a husband, a, a family members, or whatever, because there's always something to do in the area. And someone like like me, I mean, I'm not just saying I could do it. I'm sure lots of people in lots of towns have contacts who could do that and offer mm -hmm. a day out. You know, one thing that I remember I did with a, a business organization that I was part of, um, they did exactly that, where the, the conference delegates turned up and their partners then went out on a bus trip for the day. You know, nice. that, was, that was brilliant because then in the evening, everybody comes together and the wife or the husband is happy because they've been out for a day. And the, the delegate to the conference is happy because he's been there. And also he's made his partner happy because he's treated them to a day out somewhere. So right. and also they're more likely to come back because then the the partner is going to say, well, we went to this lovely place. We'll have to come back with the children or whatever. You know, I think you make a really huge point because part of this big, you know, walk out on work, right? You're seeing this in this country of people just going, that's it, I quit. After COVID, they're like, I'm miserable in my job. I didn't realize how much I hated it. I was just doing the day-to-day -day thing. 
Yeah. And, you know, also uh, partners getting tired of their spouses or partners, you know, constantly working to a point mm. of not helping, you know, not their, their relationship isn't a relationship anymore if they're not work, you know, together. Yeah. So part of the way people are leaving is, and, and we've seen report after report, even in the teaching industry, in the education field is not supporting your employees for success and happiness. You're, you're killing their passion. Like I look right now, right now we've got Twitter and Elon Musk going, everybody, you've got to be hardcore workers, otherwise you're fired. I'm like, who does that sound like? You know, so it sounds, it, it, it's interesting to see this um, attitude. And yeah, there's a lot of people that are very passionate, very driven, and will do that. But once you're in a family zone, it's really difficult. And eventually marriages do break up over this and partnerships can, if you do not have quality time together. And if yeah. you just are always driving someone to the grindstone, and I'm not saying Elon Musk is right or wrong. I'm just saying, if you've got to have a point where you're taking care of the family too, you're doing a lot of companies started putting in gyms and I'm talking about the really big ones like Google and, and Facebook yeah. who just yeah, left yeah, yeah. off too, <laughs> but they have like areas for childcare. If you invest in the family, you're going to have a more productive workforce. That's yeah. what, you know. I mean, it's all the, the sort of the, the modern way of talking about all of that sort of stuff is the work-life balance, isn't it? In, in mm -hmm. England, that's what they call it. Um, and it is all about a, a, a balance between your work and your life. So if accommodation providers, if business conference organizers did something to just help that two, that two parts of someone's mm -hmm. life come together, then it helps everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, it helps the accommodation providers. It helps the businesses because mm -hmm. the people are happier. It helps the relationships, as you've already said, because the partners are happier because they're not stuck at home while mm -hmm. their, right. their, their perception is that their partner is off on a jolly, you know, so it just makes And wondering if, if, if her, their partner is messing around with the secretary. <laughs> Not just saying, well, come on, you know, it happens. Well, no, and, and I see this changing too. Um, you know, these big conferences where people are always gone. Oh, I'm at a meeting. Oh, I'm at a meeting. Well, eventually that gets old, that balance, like you're talking about, you have kids, you've got other things, yeah. and maybe you're a solo person and you're single and you have other interests in your life. And if you're not able to enjoy your special interests, you're, you're going to be miserable as a human. Yeah. But this yeah. goes to the general happiness index i think every country has a, a rating of how happy people are and if the workforce is not happy you don't have a happy country and when people don't spend money when they're not happy well and, and also people don't enjoy life and and what's the point really, then sounds, sounds really silly but you know if you're not enjoying life in general what what is the point you know you, yeah. you might as well just give up and and go and live in a in a shed somewhere in the middle of nowhere but you know i know we all have to work for a living i know some of us like me are very lucky in that we do what we love for a living so i i haven't actually done a day's work for the last 12 years because i've been paid for what i love doing so mm -hmm. i haven't worked for 12 years but you know in all seriousness just think how lovely that would be if if the majority of people said that if they mm -hmm. said they were getting paid for doing what they love i mean if 
if, say, for instance, these big companies or even small companies encourage workers to go to conferences and take someone with them, you know, even, even if they paid for it, it would actually repay them in the end because they're going to retain the workforce and they're going to have happy workers who are going to be more likely to give back to the business. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I mean, how many people have, have worked somewhere that they don't like working and actually have taken from the business or have never given to the business? I mean, there was a thing going on uh, years ago. I think it used to be called presenteeism or something. I think it was called presenteeism when people were present, but they weren't really present. Right. So, you know, they, they were sitting at their desk. You're not loyal. Desk. Yeah, but they're not doing anything. So they might as well not be there. Mm-hmm. If your workers are happy, then they're going to be present. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're going to be they're going to be working for you rather than just working. And yeah, it's, it's like George, George on Seinfeld, who just sat at a desk and ate lunch. You know, that was his that was his thing, you know, but this but this, you know, the happiness factor, I think, is really crucial too. Mm. in the tourism industry. You know, you want people to be happy at these meetings at, you know, and it's really hard to help and make people happy if they're already miserable. Right. It's like, <laughs> exactly. oh, God, not another bloody conference, you know, <laughs> not doing it. Oh, no. Now your mom can't listen. <laughs> no. no, but but at the same time, um, you know that happiness factor really moves on and people do spend more money. People are more loyal to their client. They're yeah. more loyal. But yeah. I think back to business meetings that took place on the golf course and they still do this, yeah, of course. but it's a networking activity. And yet you're having fun. You're bonding over something other than just the business at hand. So you actually negotiate better deals and you have it's you negotiate a better relationship because yeah. you're doing something together. And if you have differences, you've already found a common ground. And yeah. so I think that's what's interesting about golf or doing these activities together. I think that's a um, just all these conferences and there's expos and there's you know book expos and book shows where people go, authors and writers and, uh, and connect with their readers. So that's also part of pleasure. So yes. many people travel for their industry expos, which is business. And all of a sudden, hey, we can all do this activity together. You're all meeting each other. And it's a way of developing uh, your business or craft. There's education. But if you're doing it in this fun setting, you're going to retain the knowledge. You're going to make better contacts. And you're doing something together that maybe puts you out of your comfort zone. And I think that is also something that's part of this conference, this retreat thing you there's challenges the um different team building exercises puts you out of your comfort zone where you have to help each other and yeah. i think that's another huge part of you know pleasure if you will is you know maybe going on a hike together and maybe hey you haven't hiked for how many years well let's get through it together maybe we'll go on peddler's way you know or something like that you know i want to go on peddler's way Pedder's way, pedder's way. Pedders, okay. I'm yeah. peddling things. It's business. You, you can pedal. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the the thing is, I mean, the the best thing that you can do for people is to get them to know each other rather than the business. You know, it's no good. I mean, how many of us have been to networking events 
and we've spoken to a dozen people or whatever, but actually we have come back with a handful of cards and you don't and know who the heck they we, were. We haven't got to know anybody. You know, yeah. if if anybody sort of sees me at a networking event and they they ask me what I do, you know, that's not that's not what it's about. It's about what what I'm passionate about. You know, mm -hmm. so I very rarely ask people what what they do. I ask them, you know, what they're passionate about, because that is what I want to know who they are rather than what they're selling. You yeah, know, it's, so it's that quick exchange where you, you're not building a relationship. But if there's yeah. an activity, I think that helps people connect better at those kind of yeah. meetings. Yeah. So a conference is a very false way of getting people together. <laughs> And and I think we need to reinvent the whole thing. But by mm. by extending the the time that people are at a, a place, then they're going to actually have more time to actually get to know the people who are in the same area. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the conference, for instance. And and if they have a day before, they can explore the area, and they can know more about what the area is actually about, rather than mm -hmm. just a hotel. Mm -hmm. And also, if they if they do have a chance to bring a partner, the partner can actually help them to make new acquaintances. Because if you've got a busload of partners, well, you know, men, women, whatever, children, they're going to talk to each other, and they're going to say, "Oh, did you know that Bill over there is is such a thing? You know, he he does th this for a living or whatever." Or Bill's interested in building his own home, or you know, so the partners are going to be networking as well. Mm. And they're gonna they're gonna find things in common. So mm -hmm. it's it's all about building relationships. You know, people. I mean, I, I remember I went to a one of my first networking events, and someone said, People buy from people. Mm -hmm. And if you know the people rather than the product, you're more likely to buy from them or you're more likely to form a relationship. And so it creates a trust factor, doesn't it? Well, it is, you know, I mm -hmm. mean, people people buy products, obviously, but I would rather buy the same product from someone I have got to like, rather than someone who I don't know anything about. Well, so it is all about relationships and about feeling friendly with each other rather than just sitting in your hotel room. Well, it's interesting because, you know, Nancy's getting this, you know, new computer. That's why she's not here right now. Yeah, and she yeah. tried to order it online and do a chat. And and it, and and I just said, look, just get the computer and we'll go in and talk to people. It's the worst day. We're recording this on Black Friday. It's like the worst day. It's like my biggest nightmare is Black Friday. I hate it with a passion. She got a good deal. So that's good. But it's still we don't know if we're getting the right thing because the communication was out the window. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, I mean, she's trying to explain talk. something that they're not understanding, and they're trying to explain something to her over a chat. That's not someone who goes, "What are your needs? How can we best fill these?" You know. Yeah. That that is so the it, problem. I mean, with with the computer chat lines. I mean, the, how many times do we fill it in and it says we don't understand that phrase? Could you phrase it in another oh, way? Oh, here here's the well, FAQ list of it's links. It's the bot. You know. I don't want to talk to a bot. I want to talk no. to a person. And that's I'm, like in, in England at the moment, we've got self-service um, counters in shops. And I refuse to go through them because I want to talk to somebody. You know, well, you mean you, for groceries? 
Yeah, horrible. We have that too. We have to scan our own it. groceries. And no I matter do. what, they have to come help me because I screw it up every single time. I do it on I purpose. Can't. If if I if that's all there is. I mean, when I went to Birmingham last year, there was no counter to go through. Me and my son were just buying something for breakfast out of the supermarket. There was no counter to go through apart from the self-service ones. So I went and screwed it up. So someone had to come and help me because well, I, I'm not. I'm not going to do their work for them. And, you know, it's ridiculous. And because their prices didn't go down. <laughs> Just saying. No, it didn't no. go down, but we've got all these fancy things, you know. Well, this is, you know, it does always go back to relationships. And that's exactly. what travel is about, too. And if you're going to meetings, it's about building relationships. So you bring yep. such a huge point. I think that there's should be more activities for people to connect on. And there's um, yep. some of these expos I'm talking about. Um you know, for specific industries, maybe it's a garden expo, and then you'll have all the experts and you'll have the vendors, and then you have the public that is buying the services or the products or the plants, yep. right? Yep. But when they have extra, you know, maybe it's seminars from the experts there or an author, people will go there and it unites the vendors, the experts, and the audience all together, which is really yep. nice because somehow there'll be a meet and greet, or if it's an interactive QA kind of thing. It's like when you go to a thing and they let you ask the the speaker something instead of I'm the speaker, you will shut up and listen. Mm. You know, if it's not interactive, we get bored as human beings. We don't oh. have that time. You know, our minds don't go that way. Oh, that's right. Um, so I think those kind of interactive things, if we do more of that, and then that's utilizing partners in the tourism field, if you're the on the tourism side of this, you know, it's like if you're in an area like in Central California is a huge agricultural hub. It feeds the world. It's known as America's, you know, breadbasket. If you go to a conference there and you're in the heartland and maybe you are in food for some reason and you don't go on a orange tour of the orange groves with Farmer Bob, you've missed out on all this knowledge and you get to go on the back of a tractor ride. Now, come on, it's fun. And if you get on there with your colleagues or new people, you're doing something fun. It makes you feel like a kid again. Yes. And you're going to learn something, but you're all going to giggle because you're getting behind a huge tractor going through groves of oranges. Yeah. Come on. Who doesn't want to do that for some fun? I know people are going to go, well, I don't know, maybe, but I, it's fun. And again, takes you doing something different for everybody to have a, something to communicate about other than business. Yes. I think that that is so important. And and also, if you are have at a conference and they have because a lot of conferences I go to, they have sort of around the side of the rooms. They have people who are there for the different subjects. So sorry, they probably have a solicitor or a, an attorney. I think you call them, do you? And they probably have an accountant and they probably have someone who does printing. Uh, they probably have somebody who, who does um, um, sending stuff through the through the post you know so they have different stands all the way around the the conference center but they very seldom have something from the local area so they could have a half a dozen you know big business stands but they could have a couple of local businesses so that gives the people who are there a chance to see what is local because mm -hmm. a lot of people who come to conferences are only there for the day so they don't actually know where they are you know they they just get off the taxi or the 
or the train or whatever, go straight to the conference center, go to the conference, go back to the hotel and then get on the train again. So they don't actually learn anything. So it'd be really good for conference organizers to have some local information as well. You know, for travel and, and nonprofits too, for well, the yeah, travel, nonprofit, food providers. So instead of using uh, in a conference, instead of using a local, um, uh, sorry, a big uh, food provider, why not use a local food provider with local food? You know, mm -hmm. instead of these things that come already packed up in plastic. So it makes know? it a, a real experience. Exactly. And Even that, if you're, if you are only in a, you know, if you're, that's one thing you can do. Someone who's putting on the conference, if the budget is tight, start looking at at least bringing the the local surroundings into the conference. Yeah. You may not be able to pay for day trips and extra hotel rooms, nope. but you could do local food. You could hire a local musician for pub night at the conference. You know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of There's thing. There's so many opportunities for people if they just think a little bit further than the conference. You know, right. there are so many things they could do and so many things that are available to people if they just look for them. Mm -hmm. And they they just they just don't because they don't see how that's going to benefit at the end. And you also it's good to um, bring in, like you were saying, like for the vendors, but say it's the gardening expo, right? Or plant expo, like I was saying. Yep. get the local botanical garden to come in and do part of the speaking or you know bring in the local people as you know just as in the experts you know and maybe schedule a day you know sometimes when it's groups that's the other thing um a lot of the prices can get cut because it's a group rate you know yeah. and you can all even the, do the... it at a special time when it's a downtime for that activity or that attraction too but i mean a lot of a lot would take your garden example I mean, a local garden centre or a local garden would probably even let a whole coach party come for nothing because mm -hmm. just look at the advert, look at the, the possible sales they could make, you know. So it's always worth just exploring these things. But I even if you're it. not going to put it on, let your delegates know what's available in the area. I mean, mm -hmm. how much would it cost just to print out an A4 sheet of stuff that's in the area that pertains to the conference if there's a conference about gardens why not make a little a4 sheet and put it in each of the delegates rooms of all the different gardens in the area with the websites and email addresses they could then look it up and come back mm -hmm. you know you just don't know what seeds you can set by giving people that little bit more information and it doesn't mm. cost a lot, does it, to print an A4 sheet? You know, it's, it's well, you know, you give me a good idea too for um, some of the, you know, independent hotels and bed and breakfast lodgings, and you know, to because there's people business in traveling for business. Normally, you go in, you get a, a welcome. There's a book that's in the hotels, and no, it's changed a lot now with um, the internet and websites. Like some um, places, you check in, they will email you an app with a visitor guide on your phone. So you can yeah. click to where you want to go and which is really nice. But I think it should go into this level of, are you traveling for business? If you need to overnight something or you need to do like, here's your business guide for um, you know best places for meetings. If you need to meet a customer, this is a good yeah. coffee shop that's not too yeah. loud or 
you know, yeah. like put something and in tourism, we all know innkeepers, uh, destinations have to run blogs, social media, all of that to keep everybody informed on the area, write it as a story and then print it out and give it to them or email. Hey, if you're traveling, it's a blog. It's good for your SEO, for your website. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, yeah. There you are know. so many opportunities for people who can just give it a little bit of thought. Mm. You know, it's all. And I well want to say too, you talked about uh, desks and rooms. Yes. Make sure that there's plugs next to. Don't don't make us have to bring our own extension cords. I I'm traveling with them. I know I am, but like I'm just saying, yeah. make sure you don't. You know, it's like, oh, here's the desk. Here's the chair but you're not plugging in anywhere because you're going to unplug the refrigerator if you do that or the air conditioner if you yeah. do that. So yeah. there's a there's a thought and and sometimes be creative about it and if if your room doesn't do it supply the cord or something. You know, do something because if if people can't charge things, uh -uh, they're not going to be happy. Well, exactly and it's all about putting yourself in the position of your guest. You know, I mean, I remember when I was working with adults who had learning difficulties and have had physical difficulties, it weren't until then that I realized how the world was totally unequipped for people in wheelchairs. Mm -hmm. Because even though places said we were wheelchair friendly, for instance, we would turn up and they would have a shingle car park, you know, so they'd have a car park with stones. Right, you that's not, not. You cannot push a wheelchair across stones. You know, we would go into a shop and we'd be trying to push a wheelchair around and there'd be things in the middle of the corridor of the, of the alleyways in the shops. You know, if you want to know what it's like to be a customer, put yourself in the place of the customer. So book into your one of your hotel rooms and see what it's like to spend a night in one of your own hotel rooms. You know, then you might guess what it's like as a customer. You and know, park because, in your parking space, too, and see what it's yeah. like. You know, I mean, there are so many things that hotel owners and B&B &B owners, restaurants, any sort of business can do just by putting themselves in the shoes of their customers mm -hmm. just to see what it's like. And that's why, you know, you said you said earlier that I always check things. You know, very often I will, me and Diane will go away for a weekend in a hotel that I'm thinking about using because I'm not going to put someone in a hotel if I've never been in the door. Right. You know, I want to know what it's like. I want to know whether the, the bed is comfortable. I want to know if the curtains are clean. You know, I want to know if the, if the bathroom is um, fallen to pieces, you know, so I have to do my own quality. Checks. That's a really sad part of your life, isn't it, Glenn? <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to do these things. I know, you know staycation around England. That's it. Yeah. That's awesome. But you, yeah, I think that's it. you've got a really good destination uh, for meetings. And right now, it is cost effective to go to England. Oh, it I'm is. Just saying. So, yep. Glenn, Glenn, your next segment with us in January. Can you believe it's another year, Glenn? How did this happen? I don't know. I'm getting old. Oh wait, December. It'll be December when you come on. Sorry, not January. I've already well, skipped. See, maybe that's getting... why time flies. Well, I just it's keep nearly pushing December the button. now. Yeah, I know. It's This will be airing the 26th, right? Okay, we've got this. Um, so the 26th of November. So December, when you come on, we're going to be talking about planning 
your trip to England uh, for business travel, types of places you can stay, activity ideas, and what you can do, especially as a tour guide, some some great ideas for maybe the, yeah. the partners or family that are traveling with them. So looking forward to that and digging mm-hmm. into what England has to offer. And she so scones as part of it. Well, yeah, I mean, so much to offer. I, funnily enough, I went into the local post office yesterday on the way to see my mum and I bought other local newspapers because she likes to have something to read. And um, opposite the post office, they're now going to open a new coffee shop and delicatessen. So I am going there to try the cheese scones. Cheese scones. Here it is. Here it is. (laughs) Everyone, Glenn's articles up on blendradioandtv.com. Glenn is here every fourth Saturday. So his next appearance will be in December on the fourth Saturday. Uh, And you can also keep up with him at norfolk-tours.co.uk. He is also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, keep up with him there. And of course, keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you, Glenn. Thanks a lot. Bye.